All right, welcome to the Armchair Commanders podcast. My name is John. And I'm Jack. And this week we are reviewing the Brad Pitt epic Troy. And uh, against our our previous decision, uh, we drifted away from the director's cut and went with just the uh, the normal theatrical release. Thank Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank Apollo. Yeah, thank thank Apollo. No, because uh, when I when I went to go rent, uh, download this movie, you know, I'm a good little boy who doesn't illegally stream shit. Of course, and of course. Amazon, yeah, and uh, Amazon's like, hey, here's the director's cut. Would you like to pay twelve dollars to rent it? And I was like, no, I <laughs> most definitely would not. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> So I just remember texting you. I'm like, hey, we're doing the regular version of this. And you're like, why the change? I'm like, because I'm not shelling out 12 bucks for this film. You didn't hear an argument from me. Um, By the way, Versus only... the, the, the theatrical cut is like, like a buck 50 on Amazon to rent. So by the way, you owe me $5. Why do I owe you $5? Because I rented this on YouTube. It's not my fault that you went to YouTube instead. As opposed to Amazon? I, tried... I don't have Wait, do I? I can never keep track, but Who do, who doesn't have Amazon? Wait, I do. Even even but Pure South much... Dakota has two day shipping. How much was it on Amazon? I told you it was a buck fifty. Oh. You still owe me five dollars. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it was three. It was three forty nine on YouTube. Thought I'd round it up, you know, make it a nice divisible of five number for you. That's, and because you very, love me so much, right? That's very kind of you to uh, make the math easier for me. Yeah. Anytime, mate. Anytime. But anyway, oh boy, this movie. It is. It's uh, unfortunately rather timely. Um, I know we had already shared it to our uh, Facebook page, but a professor from the university that we both went to uh, passed shortly before the recording of this episode. By the time this episode comes out, it'll have been a couple of weeks, but... um, By the time of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, News came out. Uh, from the University of South Dakota's History Department. I'll just read the the statement. And it says, uh, Dear history community, it is with deep sorrow that we share the news that Professor Clayton Lehman of USD's Department of History passed away. Arrangements are pending. Professor Lehman received a BS in Comparative Literature, History, and Greek from Augustana College. That's not, That sounds like entirely too much education already, but smart man. <laughs> His... Uh, MA in Ancient History and Classics at the University of Maryland in 1980 and his PhD in History from the University of Chicago in 86. Among other educational and professional development experiences over the course of his career, Professor Lehman conducted fieldwork in Israel at Casaria, I'm sorry about that, Casaria Maritima for decades and taught courses spanning Greek and Roman history, archaeology, epigraphy, language, and literature having taught at USD for 35 years. 
Professor Lehman has impacted the educational journeys of countless students and leaves a notable legacy at USD. Um, so yes, uh, he, he was actually a professor that I had taken courses with. Uh, most notably, I took uh, his ancient Egypt class. And uh, he, was, uh, he was quite a good professor and will be sorely missed. So mm -hmm. uh, in this instance, uh, this will be the first time we've ever done it, but we'll be dedicating this episode to Professor Lehman um, due to the fact that it is ancient history and that was that was his thing. I'm sure his his spirit is oh so delighted to be honored on our <laughs> spectacular program on our humble little podcast. <clears throat> I'm sure if he had actually ever uh, listened to our show, he probably would have like rolled his eyes hard enough to just like detach his retinas or something. But I'm sure he would have thought it was at least somewhat amusing. I say oh. this as someone who's never even met the guy. Right. No, he was he was a good guy. I I enjoyed his courses. But getting back to this movie, hmm. Gotta say, I like I like the mythology version better. I think I think this movie did a good job of kind of straddling the real versus mythology part of it. Because there's there's still moments in this film where you can still see the like mythos coming out. Yeah, especially the ending death scene, which spoiler alert, a, a chills dies. A chills. I, I thought it was funny at the at the last scene when he dies, he gets shot through the you guessed it, Achilles tendon, and I was just picturing him saying, "Ah, he shot me in the uh, the um uh, <laughs> that one tendon." <laughs> my one weakness <laughs> i thought that was a partic particularly great performance by brad pitt because he got shot in the tendon and one i could only imagine how terrible getting injured there would be can't um, walk. no absolutely not but when he gets shot with an arrow in the achilles tendon he like brad pitt does every bit the <laughs> excuse me the uh the dramatic like uh, 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 <laughs> like 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 dying death rattle thing we we see in so many movies but it it just is kind of comical you know it's like i used to be a great warrior till i took an arrow to the knee <laughs> <laughs> and then and then died <laughs> right but they like reel it back in because you know uh oh what the what was Orlando Bloom's name? Paris. Paris, Paris follows yeah. up with like multiple arrow shots to the chest, which, you know, quote unquote, actually kills him. But, um, but he pulls them out as he like goes toward him, which is weird, but okay. Right. I guess you've got nothing left to lose. It's a warrior's death. What more, what more do you want? Yeah, that's what he wanted. Um, what I will say is that seeing that just immediately kind of made me like kind of like flinch in kind of like that. You know, when you see like a really bad 
like sports injury, like from like a football game or something, you're like, ah, um, yeah, cringing. Like that's what I got seeing Achilles get shot with the arrow. Cause it reminded me of uh God, what was, there was a horror movie that came out in the early two thousands, roughly around the same time as this. Uh, maybe it was hostile or something like that. But I remember in this horror film, there being a scene where one of the bad guys like puts a meat hook through the ankles of a person and like that like permanently scarred me so when i saw another ankle injury <laughs> like this i was like ah and ankle injuries squick him out just take note people you could say ankle injuries are my achilles heel <laughs> <Fuck you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I like I, I kind of like Achilles' characterization in this, where he's just bored with it all because that's how good of a fucking warrior he is. He, yeah, I I do greatly enjoy Achilles' uh, character in this movie, and it I enjoy the even for a person who you would imagine would be one dimensional, we still get character growth out of him because, you know, he, it's, it's a very simple, like, okay, he's the end all be all warrior. And his one goal in life is immortalization. Uh, and yet we still see growth in him because, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like turn Brisset, the Vestal Virgin into like a war prize of his, like he, for some odd reason treats her fairly and then <laughs> you know yeah well it, it, it's ancient greece yeah i like, know and we also he has an utter contempt for the gods because we see him cut the head of apollo off of his statues so um yeah that's i think it was my latin teacher that talked about the three big no-nos of ancient greece um always honor the guest right never kill family and never ever ever blaspheme the gods oh I and prefer... also also no cannibalism that was very, very that was just as much of a taboo back then as it was today as it is today why i i imagine that's probably tasty <laughs> why was it why was it so verboten eats me <laughs> Thanks. Wow, what a great audience. Tip your waiters. Anyway. I um, prefer Hector's uh, three big rules of, of life, which was uh, honor the gods, love your women. Woman? Women? Was it was it singular or plural? I'm pretty sure it was singular. Okay. Love your woman. And what was it? Defend your city or defend your country? Defend your country or something like that. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah! Spear to the chest. Um. I love how he could have hit Hector with that, but chose to hit the guy next to him just to show, prove a point to him. That fucks hard. It does. Just to you know, punk him out. And then he could have killed Hector again when he lured him into that trap, kill all his guys. And he's like, no, I'm not going to kill you just to fuck with him. Yeah, the uh, going back to like the beginning of this movie, the 
the initial invasion scene, which I, a, I, I thought the invasion scene very well done. I mean, even for like early 2000 CGI, um, I thought it was, is pretty good. It wasn't like distractingly bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, very much got the, uh, the thousand ship fleet image portrayed very well, I think. Yeah, um, because as we know, Helen of Troy was the face that launched a thousand ships. I've only heard that as about, about as many times. Do you think she was worth a thousand ships? No. No. Like, no. I, I like, thought... any, like, if my wife left me for Orlando Bloom... I don't even know how mad I would be. I'd be like, eh, well, shit, that's just the way she goes. And I don't know, hit up her sister or cousin or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's not going to make for any uh, awkward family reunions. Well, um, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, I'd especially be pissed off if Menelaus came. Okay, so they pronounce it Menelaus in this movie, but my latin teacher pronounced it menelaus so i'm conflicted i'm going to use both with reckless abandon fuck you listeners um if menelaus came to my city state and was like help me get back my wife i would just laugh at his face but no i guess he's king of greece and i gotta help him menelaus or menelaus wasn't even king of greece he was king of sparta because agamemnon was oh yeah that's right but but he like bullied his brother into helping him and his brother had the bigger clout which yeah got other things i could be doing but no no i think i agree with you if i lost my wife to orlando bloom i'm not sure how mad i actually would be i mean i I, i'd be upset and disappointed don't get me wrong yeah clearly but (laughs) that's like i don't know what are you gonna do? Right? Yeah, fucker. <laughs> it's like know, fuck, I'm fuck leaving you. you. It's like if I went to her, I'm like, I'm leaving you for Jennifer Aniston twenty years ago. I'm leaving you. <laughs> no, I just didn't buy how this Helen of Troy is being the most beautiful woman in the world. I get that beauty's subjective, and maybe I'm being an asshole about this, but I just, eh. I, I thought she I thought she was a very attractive person. I thought she was a good casting choice in this film. Um, but if we're, I I'm just having such a hard time imagining any person worth that amount of effort. And granted, I I understand the bigger thing here isn't the like, oh my god, my wife is gone. It's the my wife. They, <laughs> they insulted me aspect of it like, yeah there they like i get Honor. it's more that mm-hmm. but but still that the phrase is helen the face that launched a thousand ships referring to the fact that she is so beautiful and worth this efforts and i just i cannot think of a single person male or female today that is worth that hmm I'll get back to you on that. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. Um, I man. mean, early 2000s Brad Pitt, I'd, I'd probably launch like 200 ships for him because he is he is gorgeous in this film. Oh, yeah. Legolas. And I, I'm just not a... I'm not a Orlando 
Bloom guy, but I I get the appeal, but yeah. But speaking of butts, man, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, right. How much? I think this is the only film that probably had more of a baby oil budget than three hundred. Yeah, then that's saying something. Just my god, like I I couldn't stop ogling him, and like like uh, Miranda was watching this film with me, and. Uh, like I saw her just like open slack jawed at the first time we see like naked Brad Pitt standing up. And like, I looked over at her and she like, it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, don't be. I, I was the same. Way. I was doing like, it too. <laughs> yeah. Sister. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Like <laughs> uh, relationship goals. Yeah. But Going back to the the straddling, <laughs> straddling <laughs> um, of the mythology versus realism side of this, um, I really appreciated seeing Odysseus in this and having him not necessarily as a main character, but a pretty prominent one. Um, I appreciated seeing him. Uh, there was other aspects too of like actually seeing like a realistic version of the trojan horse in this film yeah um because i don't know about you but like up until this film every single iteration of the trojan horse always looked like some sort of children's toy that was pulled along with like a string i was waiting for that myself but this one it it's it looks very genuine like it it looks like yeah it looks like they tore up a bunch of planks from their ships and (laughs) made a fucking horse out of it wouldn't it have been hilarious if one of the soldiers they stored in there just fucking sneezed (laughs) 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 or just hear something just rips ass super loudly and gives up the whole thing just everybody also, starts jumping out. Yeah, I can't stand it. First off, I'm glad Sean Bean made it through. But second off, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know he was Odysseus until near the end. I mean, they only call him Odysseus half a dozen times. I didn't catch that DP. Okay, continue. But yeah, that's cool. I, I can't help but feel like they were also setting up for a, an Odyssey sequel. But I don't I think... really know how you could do that without the mythologic mythological segments. I think they were going to. <clears throat> I don't know. Or else they wouldn't have established him as a... Well, no, because he still is important to the Iliad. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I did you ever read the Iliad or the Odyssey? Aha, I'll do you one more. I took a class on mythology and we went painstakingly into each of them. The Iliad is the last month of the Trojan War and the Odyssey is the what 10 20 years he took getting back. Yeah, I so I never I've never read the Iliad. 10. Um but I did read the Odyssey. 
And uh, much like you, I I read it in. Did you do it in high school or did high you school. do it in college? Okay, yeah, I read the Odyssey in high school, and I just remember, like, our English teacher at the time. She's like, "This is one of the greatest literary works of all time," and da 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 da. And sixteen-year-old John was like, "All right, cool, I can dig it." Like, fuck you, ancient, teach. I'm sixteen-year-old like, John. <laughs> I was like, I can dig it. Ancient Greece, cool. Like we're doing the mythology stuff. All right, let's let's get at it. And I get like halfway through the Odyssey. I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like, Odysseus is the single most stupid motherfucker in the world. Why should I care about him? But my flawed protagonist. The thing that sent me the thing that sent me over the edge in that story is when they get within like they can see the coast of greece on the horizon and he's just so overcome he's like i need to get there now and for whatever reason he has some magical bag full of fucking wind and he opens it thinking like oh this will make us go quicker and then it just blows him off course and they spend like another five years sailing around the mediterranean and i'm like you <laughs> oh man i can't believe the uh, the odyssey ripped off that scene from spongebob <laughs> <laughs> the magical bag of winds that was supposed to get them back to bikini bottom but they fuck it up i just there's there's been two times in my life where i've been so mad at a book where i've chucked it across the room and that was one of them and i already know the other one because i did it too would you it would was you hunger like games share? more specifically hunger games 3 but yeah it was this it was the same exact part where katniss just is a dick towards the end and like votes to send like the pow kids through the hunger games as well like fuck you we didn't learn anything vengeance shall be mine yeah that's horrible <laughs> even by my standards and i'm a horrible person fuck be the better person what did they do? Fuck. You bitch. Can't wait to replay this war in a hundred years because of your stupidity. Well, well, my sister died. You don't got to make that everyone else's problem. <laughs> okay. Achilles could have taken that lesson when uh, he heard about his Patrick cousin Lesson. dying. Yeah, Patroclus. Yeah, his cousin. My lord, he, he wore your armor and he moved like you. Duh, looks like a killer to me. <laughs> I love how personally he took it too. And he's like, you killed my cousin. And he's like, how many cousins have you killed? Ooh, great snapback, Hector. Yeah, like, well, I didn't fucking know. I thought he was you. <laughs> yeah, like, fair's, all's fair in love and war, dickface. Right. Then he got to defile the corpse and because he's mad and shit. What did you think of the uh, the like funeral rite scenes? Because we get quite a few of them. Man, that yeah, that was another thing that our teacher made sure that we understood that Achilles fucked up on. Because defiling the corpses is a big no no. Even today, I'm pretty sure that's one of the Geneva Conventions or something. 
Well, it's it's a felony in most states to uh, yeah. mess, mess with a corpse. So, yeah, even I... today, there are rules. And back then, it was a big rule because they were mainly focused on, like, the intactness of the body when it goes to the underworld. I remember reading somewhere, and I don't know how accurate this is. I'm going to have to double-check it. Um, but... I think it was something like um, one of the historical in, and granted it's it's a story based off a poem by Homer so like obviously you gotta take everything with a grain of salt but um, one of the things I think I remember um Fuck, what was I going to say? One of the things you remember. Oh, yes. Uh, here it is. The Trojan War occurred before coined money was invented in the 7th century BC, so they wouldn't have had coins to place on the eyes. And I feel like that has to be, that can't be right, right? Yeah, that that certainly doesn't feel right. They had to they had to have had something similar. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Huh. Apparently is correct. Coined money was created in Greece later in the seventh century. So I'll be. No coins for the boatmen. Yeah, what did he just, what did he do? Did he just take him on credit until then? <laughs> I'm curious that it, that does raise an interesting question, which is at what point did the Greeks say, okay, the boatman needs payments? <laughs> All right, him. <laughs> yeah, we should probably toss a couple coins this way. He works hard. He deserves it. I will say, um, watching this movie uh, only reinforced my own funeral plans or desires, which I know I've elaborated them to you, but um, I personally uh, would like to have a funeral pyre for my uh, funeral. Hell, maybe a sky burial for me. Ooh, that'd be interesting. You, sh you should definitely try that. <clears throat> Hmm. I'd go to your sky burial. I'm but also then... thinking. I'm also thinking that if my time nears, I strap a bomb to myself, find my mortal enemy, and then take him out with me. But you didn't hear that from me. That sounds illegal. Yeah, I'm dead. What are they going to do? Arrest me? <laughs> I mean, they they could if they find out before you complete your plan. That may be true, but consider the following. I have a bomb. <laughs> Would you like to recant that statement real quick? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, fuck. No, Man. so there's, um, there's a place out here in Colorado. It's up in the mountains, but it is the only place 
in the United States that you can have an outdoor funeral pyre done. And so you go to this place, your, your body is wrapped in a, like a linen cloth type deal. And they literally put your body on a stack of cordwood and uh, they light it and like, they hold the funeral service as you're like burning in the background sizzling (laughs) so so if i pass before you jack your job is to put uh two silver eagles on my eyeballs and uh you can have the privilege of lighting the pyre for me i'll do you one more i'll put one under your tongue as well just a little extra because i need a little extra you know i need to breathe some underworld palms yeah you know Ever since COVID and inflation hit, the underworld's been going through some shit. Might be more expensive. Who knows? But I don't know. I'll, I'll just stuff it. A, I'll just stuff all of your orifices with coins and keep as needed. Make sure you do a roll of uh, quarters right at the butt. Yep, multiple. I'm sorry, sir. You're gonna need a bit more. Punches yourself in the stomach and shits out a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> What more do you want? It'd be fun. <laughs> I'm also going to bury you with a catalytic converter. So, and if all that fails, you can just hand that to him and see if he takes that as payment. You want to, you want to toss a catalytic converter on top of my corpse? Maybe some scrap copper. If that, if that's okay with you, you know what? You do you know whatever what? you, whatever whatever you think you need. Just do it. Oh, what did you think of the uh, uh, the costuming in this? You mean the lack of costuming? Because <laughs> everyone was walking around half naked, basically. Oh no! When uh, when Achilles is in his like full suit of armor, he looks pretty impressive. Yeah. Why is he the only one that has an impressive suit of armor and everybody else has this like super stiff, like almost paper mache looking stuff on them? You already know the answer because he's the protagonist. Because <laughs> he's the goddamn protagonist. Well, I mean, a- according to Brian Cox or King Agamem- Agamemnon, he's the main character in this, so... People remember kings, not soldiers. And that's another thing. They they always go in about memory and notoriety, basically. And, oh, your name will never be remembered. No shit, I'm a fucking errand boy. I'm 12. Yeah, I'm 12. <laughs> I'm just trying to not starve by the end of the week. You're a, what, 30, 35-year-old badass warrior. <laughs> You you slayed the mighty hero Bofides. <laughs> Next, he takes on Yukon Cornelius, Testicles, Testicles, and his have you ever his, his companion Gluteus? All right, I'm done now. Have you ever seen the? Uh, there's like this Reddit post that's like, whenever I'm sad, I try and say words with like a Greek uh, accent on them. Yeah, I'd pronounce various words as Greek names, like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
testicles. Numbleies. Isocles. Molecules. <laughs> Collect collectibles. Negotiables. Okay, I'll stop. Um I will say I'm very happy that uh we didn't get a 300 Spartan outfit on Brendan Gleason in this film. So Speak thanks a lot. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I get it. He's older and more experienced, but how did he lose? Well, I guess he didn't, he didn't lose to Paris, but he did lose to Hector because he was a cheating some bitch, but um no that goes back to what i was going to say how did paris lose to this dude i like i get he's older and more experienced but paris has youth and like strength and agility on his side he's pissed like, all, all he had to do is run circles around him and then jackie gleason would have had an asthma attack i mean he's pissed <laughs> That's all I got for you. You took my wife. And maybe Paris just didn't want to fight. Maybe he was just feeling off that day. Oh, Paris is just a little bitch. Yeah. Heck, hella bitch. I loved when uh, he sneaks uh, Helen on the ship back. He's like, brother. Do you love me and would you protect me to the very end? And his brother's like, the last time you talked to me like this, you stole dad's horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. What did you do now? And it's like, all that tells me is that Paris is just a terrible person. Like, tip, typical rich kid. No responsibilities, just living yep. the life he wants. Like, starting wars. Like, think about that. His brother is like, you would let Troy burn for this woman. And Paris just unblinkingly is like, but, but oops. Yeah, <laughs> man. Imagine dooming your entire civilization because you're a simp. <laughs> this is the Better dangers yet. of simpage. <laughs> Imagine you were just the everyday citizen or the everyday soldier in Troy your prince's return you have this grand parade through the streets and you're like yeah finally peace and then like a week later you're like fuck <laughs> ah shit <laughs> what happened to peace guys man this what was do you mean i'm supposed to die for my prince's booty call yeah tang God damn it. Yeah, we're supposed to have peace and now it's just <laughs> he he comes back wielding our death warrant. <laughs> but she's real hot, guys. Uh, thousand mm, ship guys. Am I am I right? Eh? Thousand ships. Thousand ships. Uh Mondays. <laughs> am I right? Uh, uh, you're about to ask my favorite part. Uh, well, I was going to be more specific. What was your favorite battle scene in this? Considering we get so many of them. 
The Hector and Achilles battle. Hector Achilles. Yeah. Hector and Achilles. What about the, uh, the Hector battle did you enjoy? The choreography was pretty well. I mean, we all knew how it was going to end, right? We made no illusions of otherwise. But... Yeah, def- definitely. Um... <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoyed that battle too. I personally was a big fan of uh, the battle immediately following the death of Menelaus. You know, Hector stabs Menelaus to protect his brother, and all of a sudden it uh, zooms in on uh, Brian Cox, and you can just see like like his face is having like a stroke, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and you know the entire Greek army charges. And uh, we see Hector and Paris make a mad dash back to the walls of Troy. And I, in that moment, I was just thinking, yeah, again, I'm thinking about the average, like, soldier who's standing outside that wall. Like, you're in a line formation. You just see your leader do something super underhanded. They're running away injured to you. And now you're expected to fight this giant ass battle on their behalf. Yeah, fuck. And the whole point of that was to avoid said battle. And then that's just out the window. Man, whatever happened to, like, one-on-one mono-a-mono combat to decide conflicts? Industrialization. (laughs) Well, you see, Lockheed Martin came into the picture. But no, I'm with you. I think we should bring that back. And, you know, guns took a lot of the fun out of warfare. You know, it's just... Now it's as many people as you can get with guns in their hands. But man, that's what we ought to do is like, you know, just more one-on-one shit. Well, it's like back in the day, like what makes a good president? I don't know. Andrew Jackson's won like a dozen duels. I think that makes him qualified. Yeah. The old days. Could you imagine if like Ukraine and Russia was decided between uh, Zelensky and Putin having like a bare knuckle boxing match? Bro, Putin would cheat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he'd he'd be the one like sanding down his gloves or putting weights in them or something. Oh, like Putin's definitely got Paris energy. Uh-huh. Like I mm-hmm. lost. Actually, no, I'm gonna to run to my brother. Oh China! Oh ch- China. Anyway, before we no. get too off topic. What was your favorite scene in this? Um, before we get to favorite scene, I want to finish up this battle because I, I've probably seen this movie a dozen times. I, I greatly enjoy it. Um, but I noticed something for the very first time, which was in this battle scene, there's a moment um, where the Trojans start chasing after the Greeks and there's like this this pile of bodies where the combat used to be and you can see 
right before the two sides like collide with each other again like multiple blood squib packets go off like in the middle of the mounds of bodies to like like if you're not paying attention it just looks like oh the two sides collide with each other and then there's all this blood spray but you can see the preemptive blowing of these squibs where it's just like clouds of red mist and then they collide hey blood pressure was really high back in those days i know but i was like it just made me laugh (laughs) blood pressure yeah but going to my my favorite scene in this it is right before the invasion of the beach scene where achilles is giving his like pep talk to the uh myrmidons 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 yeah um and he's grasping his sword not by the handle but by the blade for some reason and he just points to the beach he's like do you know what's out there immortality take it it's yours and everybody's like yeah yeah fuck yeah And it just made me, it made me flash back to, uh, to high school. And it was a very distinct memory because, um, I remember there was one, I I was just, you know, I played football in high school and I remember we were on some away game and we're, it's halftime and, um, you know, coach is doing his, his little pep talk thing. And I shit you not, he said that same sentence verbatim and (laughs) It it was only this past weekend when I was watching the movie. I'm like, I had that memory unlocked. I'm like, what? That happened. Did he really? Did my football coach really rip off Troy? No, Troy ripped off him. You see? Yeah, that makes sense. So now our our listeners has to have some more lore on you that you're a fo- were a football player. And let me give him some more. Um, DP actually used to bully me in high school because I wasn't. We didn't a even go to player. the same. We did go to the same high school. He would drive to my high school to bully me. <laughs> give me your lunch money, dweeb, and I'd say, "Who the fuck are you?" And he's like, "Shut up, nerd!" Then gut punch me and take my lunch money. I didn't meet you until college. <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You used to take my paw points in college. <laughs> the fucking Monopoly money they used to get. <laughs> I thought it was Coyote Cash. Coyote, there was paw points, Coyote Cash. I didn't use either of them. Well, okay, I did, but... I never used those. I did, however, use Flex Dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or the Flex Money. Remember the mad rush to the pod, was it? Provisions on yeah. demand. Yeah, the mad rush to pod at the end of the semester because the flex dollars didn't carry over. Yeah. And that's the, such the, bullshit. You uh, could put in barren. You could put in for a an exemption for that. And it was like a three month process. And if they granted it to you, they would only refu- they give you half of the remaining balance left. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that was a scam. So it was it was so much better or easier just to go and spend whatever you had left on like 
I remember there'd be people who are walking out of the stores with like cases of Gatorade and stuff. Yep. So much candy. I remember our freshman year, um, like every, cause you know, we did movie night like every night when we were freshmen. God, those are the um, days. They sure were. But, you know, we, we had like an alarm set on our phone was like, oh, the beauty bump closes in 15 minutes. We need to go get our shit. Like, yep. you know, last minute chip and dip run. Yeah. Had to. That's where, uh, for our dear listeners, that's where me and Jack uh, developed our bond over film together. Yes. Was dorm room movie nights and uh, mandates to the uh, Coyote Twin Theater. Uh, yeah. And don't even get me started on the mandates to Yankton or better yet, Sioux Falls. Uh, good times. Remember when we would treat ourselves with a trip to the Yankton movie theater? Yes. It was, oh that God. was an event. We'd like fucking pile into the car. I'd dress Oh yeah, that was lines. like was like everybody's going to that. And we'd go to that uh shitty Mexican food place before. Yeah. Good times, good times. Anywho, what was your favorite scene? I did like that one part after they build the Trojan horse and it's like, we're sorry, and then p pretend to piss off. And they're hiding in that cove down the beach or something. Trojan scout finds them and is like, oh, shit. And then they just immediately gank him. <laughs> Dead men tell Our no plans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Our plan's been foiled. You see how cramped that little cove was? Just all those Greek ships. Man, I couldn't imagine just, it's like, have you ever been stuck on an elevator? No. Oh, I have multiple times and it sucks. And that's what I imagine it being like, is being stuck on an elevator. So waiting's got to be the worst part, right? Oh, absolutely. Like waiting with like nothing to do, nowhere to go. Yeah, no, no making noise. I assume so. You just chill. No fires, even. Just no chilling. And that's not even to say the people trapped in the Trojan horse itself. Could you imagine just being in the Trojan horse and being like, "Guys, I, I really gotta go to the bathroom. Hold it! Don't you dare! Don't you fucking dare do it! Don't you fucking do it!" <laughs> I swear to God, if you shit your leather thong, I'm going to beat the piss out of you. Oh my God. Oh. Stressful. But yeah, and using... That was what pissed off Poseidon in the story, right? They used what was ostensibly a gift for him to sneak into the city and kill people. Yeah, I think so. What was... Wait, why would... Poseidon be a fan because he was the god of horses but Poseidon's the the sea god yeah I know it doesn't make sense but he is in fact the god of horses and I forget the story behind that but I know that uh Athena gave mankind the halter and bridle to tame the horses and that pisses him off the god of Poseidon <laughs> The god Poseidon sends two sea serpents to strangle him and his son. Oh, he was not happy about that. 
You right, you right. Shit, you right. I'm on the, the Wikipedia for this. Did you know that they... Oh, man, that's got to suck. They have a full list of every person who was apparently in the Trojan horse. Really? Yeah. And it's like, here's all the people who are claimed to have been in the Trojan horse. And then it's like, like four different columns with uh, what like historical source it came from with like a check mark underneath it. <laughs> Certified Trojan horse hider. <clears throat> Man, imagine being named Ajax the Lesser. <laughs> That's a cold shadow to live your life in. <laughs> My name is Ajax. Which one? The Lesser. <laughs> Fuck you. That's which one. <laughs> You want to talk to my big giant fucking Warhammer? He he kind of went out like a chump though, didn't he? The bigger Ajax. Mm, I don't know. I th I think it was kind of a typical death. I will say I loved watching him do his combat scenes, just cracking people in the head with a giant rock hammer. Well, yes, I, he did get a few good ones, and I, he just died a bit sooner than I expected or <clears throat> even remembered. And I, I say even. Go ahead. I was going to say, I loved him in the initial invasion scene where he's like, Row, you horse! Greeks are dying! <laughs> I'm like, I, I've never heard the word whore used in that context before, but I dig it. <sighs> Speaking of whore, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm continuing to drink my bottle of... Uh horse soldier whiskey because i was like oh trojan horse horse it close enough um so yeah that's what i'm having this evening what are you having i'm having one of my favorite beers of all time berry noir berry noir it's um let me pull it out real quick um sour ale with mixed berries that's three things i like i like sour i like ale and i like mixed berries and it has a dark, tart, and crisp flavor. Yeah, it was right before I left for Thanksgiving this weekend, I popped over to the liquor store to pick up something for my brother. And I'm like, hey, I might as well check, see if they restocked. They probably didn't. And there it was, just right there. I was like, oh. <clears throat> I've already drank two cases of it this weekend. I'm happy for you so good can they be our sponsor boulevard brewing where's boulevard brewing out of oklahoma kansas what some such state um brewed and packaged by boulevard brewing company kansas city missouri well you hear you heard it here boulevard brewing we'd be more than happy to hawk your product and maybe possibly give us some berry noir. I will do an ad placement for a case of beer. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Boulevard. I just made your job easier. But yeah, I was originally planning on doing something lame like wine for this. Which, don't mm. get me wrong, I love wine. 
but man, I just couldn't resist that dark, tart, and crisp mixed berry taste. That's fair. <clears throat> did this uh, did this movie make you yearn for uh, Greece again? Oh my god, I was gonna bring that up. I love I loved Greece, beautiful country. Did you stop by the seaport where Paris spirited away Helen? I don't think so. No, I was in Athens, Naxos, Mykonos, and Santorini, but I don't think I was in that port. Hmm. They really got mad at that fisherman too. Did you see it? <laughs> I love how how does this fisherman know that that is Helen of Sparta? I get maybe he didn't at first, but he knew who Paris was. He's like, huh, I wonder who that insanely attractive woman is with him. Because we're it's in like, form- you just, well, she's so beautiful. It's like, oh, that's the most beautiful person in the world. Must be must be Helen. And I was going to say we were informed as the audience that she's the most beautiful woman in the world. But yeah, maybe he just recognized her by her beauty. You know, I thought it was kind of funny when we get that like training scene between Petroclus and Achilles and Odysseus comes to try and convince them to like, come on, you know, you like killing people. Um, (laughs) They're like training in the midst of Greek ruins. And it's like, shouldn't this be like fully developed shit right now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And you know was, what? There, was there Greek ruins during ancient Greek time? Yeah. Oh. The, um, that goes to show me. I know, and I can't really... Maybe for ancient... So for ancient Egypt, I know that the pyramids are so old that they were already considered crumbling ancient ruins by the time Cleopatra was queen. Hmm. But I don't know about Greece. Sounds about right, though. The whole ancient timeline of things gets a little muddied, I think, because of how long of a time frame it spans. Yeah. But because I think the actual city of Troy, this version of Troy uh, archaeologists were trying to dig for it or something, and they found like two or three other cities like on top of it before they got to the original ruins. Or maybe it was they haven't found the original ruins yet because they keep finding other cities or something like that. So there, there's so much that goes on in this time period. Oh yeah, and that, that I've I've heard that's a problem in Greece, like all the digging in ancient ruins. They have trouble making transit subs and whatnot. I think that's like a big issue in Italy too. Like, especially in like the Rome area where it's like, they go to pave a street and all of a sudden they uncover like an ancient, like Roman wall or something. Yeah. 
but there's like in greece isn't there like modern apartment buildings that have like part of their like structural foundation is like ruins there are a lot of buildings built amongst the ruins that they just kind of build around over the years i remember oh god where was it i think it was it was either the united kingdom or norway or sweden i think in that general vicinity but um there was a supermarket i think that was like doing some renovations to its foundation or its flooring or whatever and when they were doing it they discovered a like the foundation to like a home that was like thousands of years old like like original like og like uh like first like like celtic aged stuff and what this supermarket ended up doing was uh they built like a glass floor in yeah i heard about that so that they could still have people like shop and whatnot but like you go to the supermarket and you look through the floor and you can see this like celtic ruin <laughs> beneath their fucking supermarket yeah i mean they it's what i would do you know it preserves the history and allows you to continue your business win-win also charge five bucks at the door and hell maybe the researchers want to buy something it's a little venture Uh, capitalist snickers bar stand right next to the glass floor Man, all this learning sure did work up an appetite. Sure did. <clears throat> what so was your, you, uh, or go ahead. Did you ever play the um, Flash game on Newgrounds or Armor Games Achilles? I sure fucking did. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm playing it right Achilles! now. Achilles! <laughs> I didn't know that that was from the movie, the sound bite that plays at the end. Oh yeah, but, I I love that game. But yeah, about five. They even have a little like spear jumping animation in it too. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking jump stab that he does. But yeah, I just that that game just came roaring to the forefront of my memory a couple minutes ago, and I booted it up while we were talking and played. And also, that same scene also gave us the uh, the Brian Cox like laughing meme, like this. Oh yeah, where you? <laughs> I know the exact gif you're talking about. Like this movie has produced a lot of great additional media. I also I just love Brian Cox as an actor. I thought he did a great job in this film. Yeah. For those who for those who are listening, I just posted the gif in our Discord of him laughing and pointing as if to say, get a load of this guy. Oh boy. I'm gonna have to do that to our uh our Facebook page also. <clears throat> but you're gonna ask something. Oh, I was gonna say this movie has a lot of uh a lot of exposition, a lot of uh monologues what was your your favorite monologue in this film i don't know 
because I'm gonna be honest, I kind of tuned out for most of the monologues. You, you were just waiting for the blood sport to begin. I mean, yeah, kind of. But what was yours? My favorite is when we get the King of Troy personally visiting Achilles. Um, I don't know if oh, you noticed. Oh yeah, that it. was a good scene. I don't know if you noticed it, but the King of Troy is played by Peter O'Toole, who is a a terrific classic actor. He was actually uh, the man who was selected to play um, Lawrence of Arabia in that film. Um, God, why am I forgetting his name? Alfred. Alfred Pennyworth? Yes. Who? In Zulu. Michael Caine. There we go. Sorry about about that. Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine was actually like an understudy to Peter O'Toole in a couple of different productions. So like Peter O'Toole is a very prolific actor. Um, and for like a dude who's in his 70s or 80s at this point, like he is also like everybody in this film is just like beautiful, including Peter O'Toole. Like he just has like piercing blue eyes and just like perfect wavy hair. Um, anywho. Um, I loved his monologue. You know, it starts off where Achilles is like, how did you get here? And he's like, I think I know my country better than you. <laughs> Holy shit. He was also the uh, food critic in Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jack. Of his many filmography <laughs> accolades. He was in Ratatouille. Um, uh, are you ready to order, sir? Yes. I think I'll have your heart on a spit. <laughs> I don't oh my like God. food. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait for us to review Lawrence of Arabia for you to make Ratatouille jokes the entire time. I thought you were about to say, I can't, I can't wait for us to watch Ratatouille. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Ratatouille is not a war movie. He's at war with societal norms and standards on what he can and can't do. At war with the health department. Let him cook, literally. <laughs> Anyways, Peter O'Toole comes it's in. A, it's a movie about a fucking cooking rat voiced by Patton Oswalt. If that doesn't scream war movie, then I don't know what does. All right, I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Anywho, Peter O'Toole comes in and he kisses Brad Pitt's hand, which, eh, jealousy right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he kisses uh, Brad Pitt's hands and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I have done what no other man has done, which is, ki which is kiss the hands of my son's killer. And he's like, Pyram? And, uh, you know, that, that entire exchange between them, it it's so well-paced, it's so, so well-worded. It, like, it it's just a truly great scene in my mind. If, if I was to watch only one scene out of this entire movie, I would watch that scene. 
Really? It's just, it's so emotionally powerful. And the fact that it goes immediately into the funeral pyre for Hector, um, it, it just, it ties it all in together for me. Yeah, it rhymes. But I think it's about time to to rate this film unless you have any other part of the film you'd like to touch on. I do not. <clears throat> Actually, than... I have I have one thing. Giant flaming giant flaming balls. Oh yeah, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love that scene. It's terrific. Like this this movie hits on so many ancient war tropes where it's like this it really kind of tops off where it's like we're going to throw giant things at them and they're going to be completely taken aback i'm just i was so confused because i'm like where did they get the momentum for the giant fireballs because i get once they start heading downhill that makes sense but those things were already flying before they hit the downhill section they threw them really really hard (laughs) Just a mighty kick from Hector, like yep. a soccer ball. At first I thought, haha, dumbasses are missing the flaming arrows. And then I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. it was very much intentional. Never mind. More the fool is I. I will say the flaming arrows at the very beginning of the movie seemed very pointless. Yeah. I also remember... Uh... Do you remember the the TV show uh, Delius Warrior? I do. I can't remember which episode it was. I think it was like the Sun Tzu episode, but they tested flaming arrows once and they're like, these are kind of garbage because they don't actually like set you on fire. And most of the arrow tip is covered in this like waxy fire stuff. So you're not actually getting stabbed either. Looks cool, though looks cool that's what matters really that's the only thing that matters rule of cool you know so is it about time yeah i i just needed to bring up the the fireballs when the fire nation attacked of course um do you have a, a metric you'd like to use i don't know empty bottles of baby uh baby oil i was going to do uh Um, one to a thousand ships, but one to a thousand ships. It is. <clears throat> I like that. But... It's, it takes a break from our usual one to five, right? So one to a thousand ships. What do you give this film, Jack? Eh, I'd give it about 200, 300 ships. Wasn't my favorite. Really? Only two, 300. I would have rated it higher if it was the mythological version but I'm just a fucking nerd like that. Yeah, I know. Um, All right, let's hear yours then. I'll do 782 ships. Why not 783? Because 782. Okay, whatever. Anyway... Because I needed more Brad Pitt butt than I got, okay? Fair. Anyways, 
Um, the tomometer. How, how, how dare they tastefully crop out uh, Helen's boobs? Like, oh, she's getting undressed, but we're going to do the frame level, like, right at clavicle level? Fine. Fuck you too, Phil. So anyway, um, <laughs> the tomometer for this is 53%, and the audience score is 73%. Oh, I was I was real close. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the um, critics on this one. I'm this going with a, the audience. Yeah, this, this felt like kind of a, a mid movie to me. And you're right. It getting back to the whole um, what the hell was it? Kingdom of Heaven, where we talked about this era of historical epics. You just don't see this anymore, and that kind of makes me sad. Yeah, we we definitely don't get the like correction you do see this because napoleon is out but i don't think it's come to the theater but i haven't heard great things about it we'll get to it eventually the problem is is that napoleon isn't a sword and sandal film though true right? but you get what i'm saying about historical epics though but yeah yeah you're right historical it isn't a sword and sandal Historical epics are few and far between now, and especially sword and sandal epics are almost non-existent at this point. Like the early two thousands was our our last kind of like like gasp of air for the sword and sandal epics, and I I really wish Hollywood would try and give it a shot again. Yeah. Yeah. But, anywho, uh, next week, I'm trying to think, actually. We have a couple of guests coming up. Um, I'll tell you the next two guests that we have. Well, I'll tell you the next two films we have based on the guests. What order they come out, uh, to be determined. Um, however, we have one guest who has requested Pearl Harbor. Um, super stoked on that. Um, <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I didn't do it to me, us. Our guest did. Fucking A. And um, another guest who has requested Operation Mincemeat. Um, Operation Mincemeat. Are you positive he didn't say Hamburger Hill? I am positive. Huh, son of a bitch, this really is a movie. Yeah, it's it's about the, uh, the dead guy the British threw onto a shore to deceive the Germans. Right, that's right. So yeah, those are two movies that are coming up. What specific order to be determined? I believe that we should be timing it correctly that Pearl Harbor, the Pearl Harbor review will come out on the anniversary of December 7th, but we just got to play with the schedule a little bit because this episode is probably coming out the same week. So everybody at home, just you get what you get. Okay. Um, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Right. Uh, do you have anything else, Jack? I got nothing. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode or enjoy our show in general, please leave a review. The stars do matter. 
You can also find additional content from us at Facebook and Instagram at the Armchair Commanders Podcast. As Jack mentioned earlier, we also have a Discord where you can uh, start to watch films with us. Um, we also have a YouTube channel, which is under the History Apprentice title. Um, that is my own personal YouTube channel. Uh, so go ahead and check that out and give that a follow. Until next time, I've been John. And I'm Jack. And we will catch you later. Bye.